You're listening to Futuramapedia, a Futurama podcast. To the world of tomorrow. And it's episode two of our Futurama podcast. I'm Steve Gower. And I'm Mike Mercerell. So we're going to be talking about today the episode The Series Has Landed, as well as uh, our favorite blue-collar worker, Sal. And also we are going to be discussing the robots of Futurama. The many robots of Futurama. The many. Put them on the robot wheel and spin it. <laughs> Very so, good reference. Thank you. So good news, everyone. Season seven. Season is, seven uh, coming back to the screen. To American screens, unfortunately, but you have some air dates for us. That's right. So of course, uh, please note that season seven is production season seven, uh, whereas it's technically broadcast season nine. So we will be speaking of the episodes by the production season, which is. The volume number you'll find on your DVD cases that all of you buy, because it's a really good show. Yeah, it's definitely very good. I need to buy some more DVDs. Yes, buy them you will. So we have uh, a whole bunch of episodes. I think there's about 26 in all, and uh, they've listed them. And here's a few ones. So it's coming out June 20th, very fast approaching. The first one is The Bots and the Bees. And that's going to be uh, aired back-to-back with another one called A Farewell to Arms. And then there's uh, another one called Decision 3012, The Thief of Baghead. And another one called Zap Dingba. And that's about Zap dating Leela's mother. Yeah, now we had a quick discussion. What happened to Leela's father? That's what I'm wondering. What happens to Mr. Leela? I, I I haven't seen season six yet, so I, have you seen that one yet? Have you watched the DVDs? I know that I know for sure that you recently got those for your birthday twice, <laughs> but not that I'm aware of. I don't think they split up. But this episode is uh, five uh, five episodes into this new season, so maybe something happens. Yeah, who knows? Four. We'll find out. So that's all the good news. I'm sure there's plenty more. Yeah, there will be more to come. I think, and then you mentioned there's some of the episodes don't have air dates yet, so uh, we'll we'll share them when they become available, and hopefully that they become available in Canada as well, because uh, that's where we're watching from. Otherwise, we have to wait for the DVDs. Yeah, and before like we want to watch them legally, which we always do, of course. Of course. <laughs> Well, as um, long as you're going to buy the DVDs, I think it's So, so. moving along, uh, we we're talking about the second episode of season one, uh, the second episode overall. The series has landed. And, uh, Mike, if you want to read the summary. Yes, the series has landed. After delivering a package to an amusement park on the moon, Fry shows Leela how to appreciate the celestial body. Is that her celestial body? 
Meanwhile, Bender finds a little robot romance with a farmer's daughters, which puts the whole crew in jeopardy. And it's a, it's a pretty cool episode. And actually, I, I think the synopsis doesn't really do it much justice because that episode does more than just what the summary says. I mean, that's the main plot, but also introduces a lot of side characters that reoccur in the series throughout its run. So one being Zoidberg. Zoidberg, yes. Uh, in the commentary, this is interesting. He's described, uh, I think, by David X. Cohen as the reverse of Dr. Bones McCoy. From Star Trek, the original series. And I think the reason for that was just because uh, he he was thinking along the lines of, if he were Mr. Spock, he wouldn't want this human doctor working on someone who didn't know, you know, his physiology or whatever. So he thought it would be funny if it was some wacky alien doctor working on the humans. Yeah. And this lobster. Crazy lobster. I like Zoidberg. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. He eats garbage. Well, that's not why he's my favorite character. Then why is he? Well, I don't know. He's uh, he's quite comical. Has some very funny moments in the show. Most of them at you know his expense. Like the jokes are all done. You know, there's that he trades his stock for a moldy sandwich. For one in one of them. Uh, some other characters though. Uh, there's, I think the first new character introduced is Hermes. Yes. Yes, Hermes. The Jamaican accountant. Uh, also, uh, per, the professor's intern, Amy Wong, who is very quickly forgotten that she's actually an intern. She's just sort of there. She's an engineering student. Uh, attending Mars University. Yeah, she spends an awful lot of time on Earth for someone who attends Mars University. What's their their slogan? Whatever it's called for a university. Stigmata. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge brings fear. (laughs) I actually don't know the slogan. We'll have to watch. Something like that. When they visit Mars University, it's on the gates. It's something like, knowledge brings fear. It's an interesting slogan. Not one you see very often. Amy Wong. She's cute. I wonder how many listeners out there find her cute. I'm pretty sure that if you look on the internet, there's very inappropriately drawn... Probably a disturbing amount of inappropriately drawn pictures. Do you know how many inappropriately drawn cartoon pictures there are out there? No, I don't. Not that I know, actually. But there's a lot. And it's... Yeah, kind of... It's kind of odd. I think actually the uh, the show creators in the commentary make specific reference to these inappropriate pictures and i i forget what their actual comments are about it but uh they they don't seem too surprised by it it happens a lot yeah okay so amy wong she always wears a pink sweatsuit uh they mentioned that it always she always dresses like uh, all of her clothes are in the laundry oh it's <laughs> a good point so she's doing laundry all the time including her underwear oh i i didn't think that was a comment i didn't catch that one i think you're making that one up for your inappropriate pictures (laughs) and 
Of course, there's another big character introduced. Yes, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, our yeah. big big to us because we're talking about him today. Yeah, our our favorite blue collar employee, Sal. That's Sal, of course, and he occupies so many blue collar jobs that pretty much all up, of the blue collar jobs. Yeah, and it's up for debate whether he's a man who has you know just moves on from job to job and has many roles, or if it's a bunch of clones. Yeah, and I, I prefer to think that he just is just one person moving on from job to job. It's not as funny if he's a clone, I think. So before we dive into Sal, I just want to mention something about this series has landed. And there's a really neat homage to the film by Georges Méliès from 1906, A Trip to the Moon. So when they land on the moon and they enter the amusement park Luna Park they have a mascot called Crater Face and it's basically a guy in a tuxedo with a huge giant moon face and uh, Bender he, he says he you know you have uh, I'm afraid I have to confiscate your alcohol sir and Bender takes his beer bottle and sticks it in his eye Hi I'm Crater Face welcome to Luna Park I'll have to confiscate your alcohol, sir. Better mascots than you have tried. At least I still have my self-respect. <laughs> and that's the reference. And it's a uh, it's a pretty funny film, and most people just know about the you know the ship and the moon's eye, which is what the bottle is. But it's a full feature-length film. And uh, it's actually public domain, so you could watch the whole thing on YouTube if you feel like it. So, go check it out. It's pretty good. So we head back to Sal then? Yeah, so tell us about Sal. Well, Sal is he's commonly described as a fat man, which is pretty accurate. He's lazy, which is why one of the reasons he may be moving from job to job, because he's not very good at the jobs, because he's lazy. Uh, but his most distinguishing feature is how he talks, and he pluralizes words that shouldn't be, whereas there are words that should be pluralized that he doesn't. Writes as gotsits. Which pretty much is how he talks. My first space delivery. Uh, greetings, Moon Man. We come in peace. I am Fry from the planet Earth. Wise guy, huh? If I wasn't so lazy, I'd punch you in the stomach. But you are lazy, right? Ah, oh, don't get me started. Mister, could you please get those keys out for me? What do I look like, a guy who's not lazy? No, no more bending, no more work. Give us a raise, you big fat jerk. Nevers. So, your fantasies has always been to destroy the planet, huh? Yeah, what did they ever do for me? Gets moving. Those newspapers won't deliver themselves. Only the Sunday edition can do that. He's busted. Let's get him out of here. Okay, so Sal has many blue-collar jobs, and just off the top of our heads, we had uh, thought of a few. So obviously, from Lunar Luna Park. He's the uh, shipping and receiving guy. Yeah, he's listed on some as a janitor, but shipping and receiving. I'm sure he has been a janitor at some point. Oh, yeah. 
uh, a trucker who hits on Leela. Right, uh, uh, Parasites episode. I can't remember the name. Yeah, me neither. And also a, a foreman at the bending plant when they go on strike and Bender goes on his... He's a scab. He's a scab because he has bending lust. Because in his actual job, he doesn't do any bending. Anyways, I digress. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, he is a construction front end loader, uh, is what we have here. Uh, I think he's done a couple of different construction jobs. Yes. Yeah, one where he digs up uh, the uh, the car, the, the hippie mobile. Yeah, that Fry then takes on their trip as they follow Bender, Yeah, bending when, in the wind. He's in a band with Beck. Uh, uh, one of my favorites is planetary demolition uh, yeah. it's basically a i guess you could c- compare it to you know the guy that operates the wrecking ball for breaking down buildings but instead he has a big laser gun and he blows up planets let's see he's been uh he's operated i guess a newspaper truck for uh that's when that's when the the kids start up their own delivery service and uh yeah he's the guy who drops off the big stack of newspapers so that the paper boys can deliver them except for the sunday newspaper because that delivers itself tv show grip i I don't remember that one but uh that's the one you deem as uh, robot repair oh yeah so that that's questionable what the actual job is but well that's the thing about tv grip Grip, grip is anything. It's a, a jack of all trades, which is what he is. He's a a sal of all trades. Did we have anything else? Yeah, there's the. He's in a demolition derby race. Um, I think that's in one of the movies. That is in a movie. Yeah. yeah. And one of my favorite jokes actually is is when they have that art exhibition, where the only art people want to see anymore is. Uh, stuff that's tattooed on fat guys and he's one of the human canvases <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember that one and I probably don't want to you know what would be interesting is to actually get a screen capture of the art on him and, and blow it up and see what it is that's true we could probably find that too so there's a couple fun facts about Sal he had uh, uh, a budding relationship with Petunia. Yes, Petunia, who actually uh, showed up not too long after. Mm-hmm. Um, after the series has landed. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I think Fry, no, Bender or Fry, one of the two picks her up at a bus station. Bender picks her up as a at the bus station because he's running a let's call it an illegitimate dating service. It's a dating service. Where he basically takes all their money and then just rounds them up at the bus station and Fry gets Petunias, who's not really... Voiced by Tress McNeil. That's all I remember about her, really. Good voice. So they have a budding relationship and uh, some of the home light of uh, Sal don't get to see him at home ever. That's true. He's always at work. Except he actually uh, apparently has a pet hamster named Nibbles. Nibbles is that now? That's pretty close to Nibbler. Hmm. Do you think they're friends? 
It's possible. That's from uh, a comic, isn't it? That's right. So we've never actually seen him in in the TV show, The Hamster, I mean. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for listeners out there, that's a topic of debate, is whether comics actually apply to the whole Futurama world officially as, as, you know, like Star Trek, you know, it can be novels with the shows. Personally, I agree with that with Star Trek, they have the shows and then the novels are separate, although probably accurate. Yeah, it's supplementary stuff. Supplementary, yeah. But I think I would apply the Futurama comics to the shows. They're done by the creators, so. That's right. And Bongo Comics. But a boom. This episode brought to you by Tasty Human Burgers. Now available with emotion. Sad, glad, mad, and content. Why did the moon man put bees in his crater? Because he wanted a honeymoon. <laughs> Why does a moon rock taste better than an earth rock? Because it's a little meatier. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, back on to the topic of the series has landed. Uh, we mentioned that it introduced a lot of side characters, but it also introduced, uh, I think, more than uh, the Space Pilot 3000, all the different robots, the idea of different robots in Futurama. So we thought, you know, we'd uh, list some of our favorite robots, that, or that we could think of, anyway, at the top of our heads. All right, so let's list off some of our favorite robots. Well, the first one that I thought of uh, was Calculon. From uh, All My Circuit. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Uh, Crazy Eddie. Oh, yeah, the car salesman. Uh, we also both came up with Hedonism Bot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberto. What is hedonism? Oh, hedonism? It's enjoying everything in excess. In excess is definitely the key word. Keywords. Wordses. Wordses. Going back to Sal there. So then we have... Along the lines of the holidays, there's Tinny Tim, who's a parody of, of course, Tiny Tim. Please, sir, may I have some more? No, that's Oliver. No, I know, it's not. He, no, he says, God bless us, everyone. Yeah, that's it. And then Bender kicks him, usually. Mm-hmm. And then there is... Well, Santa. It's uh, the first big one there. Evil Santa. Uh, evil Santa. And Kwanzaabot. Kwanzaabot is running. And the preacher. Oh yeah. I didn't, put that on my list, I didn't have that. it there either. The preacher, preacher. yeah. Because and it, it related to the preacher, uh, it did have the robot devil on the list. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that we didn't think of the preacher. Uh, Are there robot angels and robot god? I don't very know very much about. Uh, I want to say the religion, robotology. Robotology sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, robotology. I don't know, but I don't know very much about robotology. Well, they have <laughs> robotologism. Is... Well, if they have a devil, they must have a god. Probably. Maybe we're gonna see God in one of the future episodes. Season seven. Right. Uh, you have a lot of them from uh, the Hal Institute. That's right. So that's from the episode uh, Insane in the Mainframe. And 
yeah, it's just there's Nurse Ratchet, who's a parody of Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, of course, written by Ken Kesey, or the film with Jack Nicholson. And in that institute, uh, there's Dr. Perceptron, who's the doctor of Freudian circuit analysis. And there's uh, a couple, there's a whole bunch of insane robots there, along with Fry, who's deemed criminally insane. But it's uh, for robots. Actually, I should backtrack a second. So, as you mentioned, the HAL Institute for Criminally Insane Robots is a, a, a kind of a nod to Space Odyssey 2001, other way around. And uh, HAL is the, the computer of the ship, and that stands for Heuristically Programmed Algorithmic Computer. So there's a whole bunch of uh, robots introduced in that episode, and a couple of my favorites from that mental institution is uh, Linktron, so while he does think he is Abraham Lincoln, he has split personalities, all of them Lincoln. And also the Mad Hatter bot. Oh, yeah. You're a fan of the Mad Hatter. You know, for Halloween, you were the Mad Hatter. No, you were Willy Wonka. We thought you were the Mad Hatter. I should go as the Mad Hatter. It's not a, it's not a big... What I was going to say, you should go as the Mad Hatter bot. I like that. <laughs> anyway, what you got? And his insanity is obvious. Yes. There's also, a, I think there's a vending machine in there too, isn't there? Yeah. It's not as interesting. There's, uh, there's actually a name for him that I that I looked up. It's the Pay and Chew robot. And he's sick. So he just, he, I guess, spits up or coughs up stuff inside of him, which are like candy bars and stuff. So that's the only way Fry stays alive. That's handy. Now, we had mentioned uh, a robot that you liked, and I believe oh. you have some notes on him. Yeah. Yeah, so Flexo is uh, one of my, I think, my favorite robot because mainly his, his relation to Bender. He is actually Bender's twin, and it's in the episode that he appears, he's thought to be Bender's evil twin because he has a beard, which usually signifies the evil twin. Uh, but uh, it actually turns out that Bender is the evil twin. But some interesting notes about Flexo is that he's uh, Bending Unit 22. His serial number is 3370318, which apparently is expressible as the sum of two cubes. And also Benders. Yes, that's right. That's They had a little moment in, uh, in that episode where they both realized... It was a bonding moment. Oh, nice. <laughs> Slow clap. Uh, P.S. Did you do the math on that? No, I have no idea how to express a sum in two cubes. No, I did it mentally. Um, last note I have here. Flexo actually is the only recurring robot not to appear in the Robot Party Week, which was a celebration of the robot's who uh, saved the Earth from global warming because, and they, it was deemed Robot Party Week because they added an extra week to the year in the process of saving the Earth from global warming. Do you think that plays into his personality, or do you think that John DiMaggio was just overworked for that episode and couldn't do that many voices? I think that they just forgot 
There's a lot of robots there at that yeah. party. Yeah, the, well, I don't think we could name them all, but probably every single robot that had appeared at that until that point in the season or in the series is probably in there, except for Flexo. So yeah, there's there's lots of different robots in Futurama, and there's there's way too many to name, but uh, that's just some of our favorites. So closing out the show today, I thought we'd uh, talk about our favorite jokes from the series has landed. Um, for me personally, it was the alligators in the spacesuits on the moon. It's just the most absurd thing ever. Fry and Leela are jumping over the chasm. And a whole bunch of alligators try to get them. Wearing, wearing the space helmets. Fishbowl helmets. Alligator bowl helmets. Yeah. And yours, Mike? Mine was a background joke. So, as I've mentioned in our first podcast, I really like the background jokes. And any sign you see is normally pretty funny. And they're in the arcade at Luna Park. And there's a video game called Mortal Cooperation with a K. Yeah. Which is a take on Mortal Kombat, of course. Instead of fighting, it's all... I think the logo is, is a heart with the two little dragons facing each other. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, that brings our podcast to a wrap. I'm Steve Gower. And I'm Mike Merstrell. Thanks for listening. We're whalers on the moon. We carry a harpoon. Why the so we tell tall tales and sing a wailing tune. Actually, this is recording. Oh, it's recording on your side. Good, because now I can speak. Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Here's my number. Call me, maybe. And you know what the new lyrics are? Can you take me? Hey, I just met you. This is crazy. Now I'm pregnant. And it's your baby. <laughs> can you just, like, say something? I just want to make sure Something, that you're coming through. Call me, maybe. Okay. I'm going to have to bump up the volume afterwards. But And uh, today in the podcast, we've uh, got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to be talking about the second episode of the series, The Season Has Landed. The series has landed. What did I say? The season has landed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Original? I'll start over. Okay. And uh, how is the, the computer of the ship... And that stands for Heuristically Programmed Algorithmic Computer. That's a mouthful. Continue. I thought we were trying to keep that explicit reading off of this. We said we were going to list them all first. Do you say tidbits? Tidbits. Robo Puppy. Robo Poppy preparing to lick. Robo Poppy commencing licking. Robo Poppy licking. Robo Poppy licking session complete.